The Career Establishment's Talent Talk Asia podcast is brought to you in partnership with Vincere, the new breed tech platform used by 15,000 recruiters worldwide. Vincere is the secret weapon for progressive recruitment firms. It provides recruiters with everything they need to scale from CRM slash ATS through to online timesheets, websites and analytics. A true all-in-one growth platform built by recruiters for recruiters. Learn more about Vinny's story on my exclusive interview with their founder on episode 43 of this podcast. If you're looking for a new recruitment CRM to accelerate growth, visit vincere.io slash Talent Talk Asia for an exclusive offer for all listeners of this podcast. Welcome to Talent Talk Asia podcast. Today, you've tuned into a unique talent acquisition series where I showcase powerful voices in the TA industry across Asia. In this series, we discuss the most pressing challenges facing TA leaders, and today I am joined by Amy Chung, Regional Head of Talent Acquisition at Shopback. Now, the Shopback Group is Asia-Pacific's leading shopping and rewards platform, serving over 30 million shoppers across 10 markets. Growing from a team of six back in 2014 to over 800 today, Shopbackers across the region come together with a singular mission – to make shopping rewarding, delightful, and accessible for all. Now, more than half a billion shopping trips start with Shopback each year. The group powers over US 3.5 billion in annual sales for over 10,000 online and in-store merchant partners across categories ranging from fashion and beauty and F&B, electronics, travel, and more. Shopback is continuously enhancing their suite of shopping services and solutions to bring more value to their shoppers and merchant partners. Now, in recent years, the candidate experience has become a major theme in the conversations surrounding talent acquisition and recruitment. In today's pod, you will learn the strategies to a winning candidate experience and why this is one of the most important factors for attracting talent. Today, this awaits you. What is it about TA that you love? Sure. um, That's a great question. Um, So why I love TA so much is because um, I'm not from a HR background. In fact, I'm from a finance background. And um, I decided to actually, um, you know, pursue this career very intentionally because I I really believe that what we do is um, really the beginning and the, you know, the cornerstone of building a great company. You hire well. You hire great people, your company grows and flourishes. But if you do a really bad job, then you know, you if you hire poor culture fits, you hire, you know, people who are who who are not invested in growing um in their roles, then you're gonna have trouble growing, building and scaling. So I believe that our roles play such a crucial role to the building blocks of the business. Enjoy the show. Amy, how are you? Hi, I'm I'm great. <laughs> I'm getting you on a really busy Thursday afternoon, aren't I? So if I if I know that most TA professionals are absolutely jammed right now, so I don't you know. Thanks so much for giving me your time. No worries. Well, like I always say, um, I love being busy. That's why I joined the tech startup. So <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's what happens, right? Yes. So let's let's talk to the li- let's let the listeners know a little bit more about your background. You've been in TA since 2015. You moved from the C Group um, and you moved to be the regional TA partner, joining Shopback in 2018, where you're now the regional head of talent acquisition. 
what you know what does a day in the life look like for for Amy Chung what does it look like um well it's it's really hard to say to be honest it's extremely dynamic like I think one of the fun things uh that I love about my job is that every day looks a little bit different <laughs> like you don't wake up ever feeling bored and it's like an inside joke in the team as well but there's no way I can uh can can, can. unfortunately I don't have like a nine to seven schedule but I, I typically do but um I can tell you what there is um what some of the things that I typically go through right so there's a lot of um a lot of um, stakeholder meetings. So we work very closely with our stakeholders here. Uh, there's so there's so, so, so many challenges when it comes to attracting talent, right? From everything from how do we identify them? How do we attract them? How do we assess them? So we are constantly on you know, calls with hiring managers and just working together on how we can actually ace the hiring game. So what's um, their challenges in the name? Mm-hmm. When you're saying you're working with the stakeholders, what is it from yeah. their perspective then? What is it that, that they're actually kind of looking out for from a TA partner? Um, well, um, I think a lot of times on their end, they acknowledge uh, the fact that um, they probably, you know, that, that, that TA partners really do see a lot of different cases. We interact closely with candidates. We are, you know, we are really in the market. So they, 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 they really value a lot of our insights and our observations. And mm. um, a lot of times those discussions are around insights and observations and how we can actually translate that to winning uh, the right candidates. Um, yeah. When you're saying insights, is this kind of um, like salaries or, you know, looking mm. at different, you know, successes in other departments that finding mm-hmm. people for maybe other sectors? Like what, what do you mean by insights? Mm. Well, a lot of things really. So um, everything from uh, perhaps let's say if you want to hire, uh, you know, someone in your team, right? How do we actually think about the role? So it starts from there. Um, they want, um, you know, we, we coach them on, okay, understanding where the needs are and trying to identify, okay, the type of person that could be suitable for this role. Um, thereafter, we then go out and map the market. And the insight that we have would be also trying to understand, it is our role to know, what other companies are doing out there and, and what kind of talents are there in the market. And based on that kind of understanding, we also then translate that to, 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 to finding the right groups of people for this role. Um, of course, like you mentioned earlier, there's also the salary component as mm. well. So we do also um, understand salary information. We also understand different benefits. So not just from base salary, but we understand what are the different rewards companies are doing. We also want to make sure that our interview processes are stacked nicely um to what we need to what we need to hire as well as what is you know reasonable in the market as well so really um in when i say insights i do know it's very broad but uh, typically i would say it would cover you know everything from identifying what kind of people do we need all the way to you know um what can we find in the market how do we scope out the role really well how do we attract this to our people and um how do we actually how do we also um assess and and then when we do hire, how do we reward them competitively as well? Mm, really interesting. Yeah. Oh, I've, got, I've got like a thousand questions off of that. But <laughs> just, I'm just curious, when you joined in 2018, how has, how has your personal role kind of evolved since COVID? Well, um, it, it was quite a little bit of adapting to do for us, right? We, we really enjoyed the face-to-face uh, engagements with our candidates and the way we interacted with them. We love like getting candidates down to the office for coffee chats. Um, so that, that, that was a little bit of a, you know, a change and a shift that we had to do. So we, we moved very quickly to having everything virtually. So 
you know, for example, um, it was a great opportunity for us to relook at all our processes. We also changed and, you know, um, the way we actually did technical assessment, say for engineering or operations. So we migrated everything online um, and, and we used a lot of these great tools and systems. So it, it was actually a blessing in disguise because thereafter everything was um, so much more automated. And I, I guess another uh, shift in process as well that our candidates, uh, our time to hire and our candidate journey has reduced uh, <laughs> since COVID because um, now that we're also doing a lot of interviews virtually, um, we are able to, you know, it's a lot easier to actually slot in uh, timings for interviews um, and, and we're just able to move a lot quicker along the process. Yeah, it could be more efficient, so I, right? How how was it from a, like a behavior perspective? How was it with mm. like with your TA team? How did they sort of feel that um, well, how do they feel now? They're coming back. They're coming back to the office. Is that is there that sort of you know desire to still spend a lot of time at home, or how are you finding that? <laughs> well, um, quite mixed. But I would have to say that um, the the team really miss each other. We are we are very close, very tight knit. And um, since we started, um, we're we're on a hybrid work arrangement. So two days in the office and three days from home. Um, so on the two days that we are in the office, like there's a lot of organic you know, um, lunch events, coffee events that the team has been putting together. Um, and they, they, they really miss the face-to-face -face team interactions and their ability to catch up with stakeholders and, you know, coffee and pantry chats. Uh, but they also appreciate, you know, being able to work from home because when you're from working from home, it's, you don't have to walk into a meeting room. You don't have to, you know, um, you don't have to be as mindful as you were in the office um, in terms of volumes and, and whatnot. So I think they do enjoy, you know, being at home and getting on candidate calls and, you know, <laughs> just being really effective and scheduling back to back. Yeah, so, so, so I have to say that we love this hybrid. Um, yeah, it's great, yeah. isn't it? I'm really interested to know because I'm going to be a bit nosy here. Tell, mm. tell me about what you love about TA. If someone's looking at maybe thinking about going into TA, maybe they're in another area of HR or they're an agency recruiter or in something completely different. What is it about TA that you love? Sure, um, that's a great question. Um, so why I love TA so much is because um, well, I'm not from a HR background. In fact, I'm from a finance background. And um, I decided to actually, um, you know, pursue this career very intentionally because I, I really believe that what we do is um, really the beginning and the, you know, the cornerstone of building a great company. You hire well, you hire great people, your company grows and flourishes. But if you do a really bad job, then, you know, you if you hire poor culture fits, you hire, you know, people who are, who, who are not invested in growing um, in their roles, then you're going to have trouble growing, building, and scaling. So I believe that our roles play such a crucial role to the building blocks of the business. So, so is it kind of the relationship? I love it. Yeah. So is it kind of like the, is it the relationship part that you love? Is it the kind of thrill of meeting new candidates mm. or the, the internal stakeholder part? Or, you know, what, what it, or is it the people management side? Because obviously you're a leader as well. So what is it that kind of gets you up in the morning? What motivates you to do what you do in TA? Well, when I was a little bit younger in my career, I would say that um, what really got me excited was finding great people. Like, you know, and, and, and I think this job just gives us so much access to a lot of learnings, right? So it's how you view it. For example, every time you jump on a candidate call, you're actually learning something new. And I, I love that about the job. And, I, and you know, I, I believe that there are not many roles that actually give you that opportunity and that access. Um, so, so initially for me, I love, 
you know, getting on calls with great and inspiring candidates. And I, I would learn so much from them. And then, you know, when I when I manage to place them in a role and they're happy about it, well, I get so much. Um, I, I get a lot of satisfaction from that. And then I see them grow into the role and I see them, you know, eventually leading a team and also progressing. And I think that that is something that's really meaningful to me. Yeah, thank yeah. you for sharing that. And, and what are the aspects of the role that can be a real challenge that kind of keep you up at night? Oh, so many. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, as you know, um, Shopback is growing and scaling so fast. Um, when I joined the business in 2018, we had like, I think 200 or so people. And today we're we are probably close to the 900 headcount mark in terms of full-timers across 10 markets. So that's a lot of hiring um, that we've been doing <laughs> the past four years. Um, and, um, you know, we, we've gone through so many different transitions as a business, right? We were, we were, we were a lot more early days in 2018. And now we're, you know, we are, we are building the, you know, I would say the, the fundamentals and the building blocks of how the company should look like and how TA should look like. And everything we do has a direct impact you know, on, on how the business will evolve, right? So I think um, if I could, you know, share a couple of challenges here, some of it would really be, you know, with the resources that we have, how do we make the most impact? How do we hire um, great candidates in this very competitive market? Candidates are, you know, high, you know, great candidates are highly sought after by multiple companies. And a lot of times candidates have multiple, you know, um, reach outs from other TAs, they also have, you know, multiple offers on the table. So how do we stand out, right? How do we, you know, get candidates to say, yes, shop back is the one, right? So there's so much, um, you know, um, there's so much that can be done on that front. Um, it's so competitive. Um, on top of that, there's also a lot of um, building blocks of challenges when it comes to um, scale. Um, we, we did not have any processes a while back or very limited processes uh, four years ago, but right now we have been building a lot of, you know, um, how do we think about an applicant's tracking system? How do we use it? How do we use it to engage with our stakeholders, our candidates, our hiring managers, right? How do we, you know, uh, feed it correctly so that, that we get the right analytics? Um, and, and, and how do we actually use that not just for now, but three to five years down the road. So there are so many different questions um, and challenges that 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 um, that's on my mind. <laughs> and how, when you're talking about that sort of the metrics or the um, the tools that you're using, mm -hmm. was there challenges at trying to change the behaviors of existing TA that hadn't necessarily used it way back when, and now you're introducing that? It was because I, you know, sometimes we see that across the business, across other you know corporates where they have those challenges from a behavioral perspective. Yeah, um, so on the TA team, a lot of us are fairly new, given that we built the team the last couple of years. So um, I, I think on that part, it was um, very quickly to adapt in the onboarding phase. Right. Um, I think the tougher part was perhaps with stakeholders who've been around for a while and are very used to, you know, perhaps, you know, um, reaching out to candidates directly or having, yeah, you, know, of course. you know, managing things on an Excel sheet. So there was a lot of, <laughs> yeah. you know, mindset shifts in terms of like, okay, this is our platform and this is our one source of truth so how do we you know migrate uh from there so it took it took a little bit of getting used to um but over time um stakeholders also noticed the, the merits of you know building a strong uh ats system what do you are you able to share what ats you use is it a secret is it I, I, you know is it a, <laughs> one that a lot of corporates use or um, no, actually. So if you if today you decide to apply to shop that you will know our applicants tracking system, we use Lever. 
Ah, okay. Right. Okay. Just wanted to know that being nosy. Um, Thank you for sharing that. I really want to move on to the candidate experience because that was one topic I really wanted to share with you. Um, What what is in your definition? What is a candidate experience? That's a that's a tough one, really. Um, I mean, a lot of us are still really learning from our mistakes and trying to grasp what um, a candidate experience is. Um, But I think if I could really, you know, um, put it into, if I could articulate it, um, I would say that it is, you know, the day the candidate starts thinking of you as a potential employer and, you know, and they, and, and from there on, they decide, to, to take a chance on you. Um, and then from then on, ev- everything that you say or do can impact the candidate experience, really. Everything in between. Oh, that's a great experience. I think that's a great definition of it. And why is it important, do you think, for corporates to, you know, really take that part seriously, to put, you know, to be quite intentional on that? Why is it important? Um, so many reasons, really. Um, you know, earlier in um, our talk, I mentioned about how it is a very, very candidate-led market. Like today, great candidates are presented with multiple different, you know, opportunities for them on the table. And, you know, um, if you think about it, it's, it's a little bit like courtship, right? Like imagine if you go on to a date and, you know, you were texting the entire time or, you know, you, you, you gave the wrong um, information to where you should meet yeah. um, or you were just like talking only about yourself and not giving enough thought to the other person. Um, I mean, just imagine that kind of scenario, right? And with every candidate, it's the same. It's, in a way, it's the same concept. It's a, it's a little bit like courtship, right? So, yeah, I think it's a great example very, of that. It's actually yeah. very much like courtship, actually, yeah. now that I'm... <laughs> yeah, you've so. got to put the... You know, I mean, I think it, it is it is important, isn't it? And I, and I can imagine from a TA perspective, it's it's kind of a given, but the challenge is probably hiring managers ensuring that everyone's probably quite consistent with that message, right? What is it that, you're, that you have to kind of encourage within the business to be consistent what are the what are the key factors that you have to ensure mm. what is said at the early stages is all is is exactly what the organization really does look like what are those key things true thing so I think there are some of so for on this there's two parts to it so one of it is the more systematic approach in consistency and the other part is really in terms of um, the softer side of training and coaching and alignment and delivering feedback right so we do a little bit of both here um, and it's it's, still a work in progress right but we you know um, I think um, doing these two things really help um, help hiring managers stakeholders interviewers TAs all have a more um, consistent message so um, for example, on the systematic uh, front, we have um, we actually um, think a lot about you know um, automation to a certain extent, right? So 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 if I could talk a little bit more about the candidate experience, um, sorry, I know we are sort of jumping the gun, no, here, but don't. I'm just so excited Carry to get on. into I love it. it. <laughs> so you know, if you think about it, right, from the 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 one day one, the candidate says, okay, I'm gonna give shot back that chance, and I'm gonna you know, apply in or I'm going to reply to an email and say, okay, I'm going to have a chat with, with Shopback. And, and in, a, a lot of things can be done on the system front to make sure that there is, you know, um, for example, just sending an email confirmation with details for them so that they know what to expect, right? They know um, they're, they're not left hanging. So I think that's the part that we, we are constantly learning how to do better. And, and what, we is, realize, what okay, is that? What is that? What's in that letter? What's in that email? What do you, what do you cover off? Sure. So in the initial part, if let's say I'm a candidate and I yeah. apply to shop back, then you get a, 
a confirmation email and mm-hmm. the email tells you that, you know, someone will get, um, if you're shortlisted, someone will get back to you in X number of timelines. Right. If not, okay. you can feel free to reach out to this. So something as simple as okay. that. So, no, so it hasn't gone into a black hole, basically. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, correct. Um, and then subsequently, once they're called up for interviews, we also have a lot of automated scripts that can be sent out to the system and candidates are also well briefed. So for example, like TAs in Singapore should be sending out this, you know, the same kind of email format as say a TA from Taiwan, right? So there should be a certain degree of consistency um, and that no, no one is getting more information than someone else. So we make sure that so these things are consistent across the, mm. across the region. Um, they're audited as well every now and then. Right, and, okay. um, and, and, and yeah, we, we have found that to be really helpful um, as well. So let's go back to the, the, so you start off with sort of automated scripts, starting with when they first send their CV to even when they're maybe coming from an interview. What happens next? Sure. So I think one more part that we've realized to really um, enable the candidate experience, because there's a lot of, I mean, all these things are more like an FYI um, informational, right? But that's not enough, really. Like if I'm a candidate, I may still find it a little bit static. So the moment the candidate is in the process, uh, what we also strive to do is to actually um, boost, um, I would say, access for candidates to actually reach out to us directly. So our TAs are on probably almost all the chat platforms you can think about. Yeah. Like WhatsApp, Line, <laughs> Skype, um, Telegram, <laughs> anything, right? So whatever the, the candidate feels comfortable with, we talk to them there. Right. Right. So we give them direct access um, to us, right? Because the last thing we want is, you know, for a candidate to feel like there's no one they can reach out to. So on two fronts, so 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 there's two fronts. One is the the automation part, mm. and then one is you know adding the the the, the more human yeah. uh, accessibility and touch point to the yeah. process. So they can feel free to ask any questions uh, to us at, at any point, right? Um, so that's um that. And then when they do get into the process with hiring managers, we also highly encourage hiring managers to also have that touch point with strong candidates. So if so some of our hiring managers are so hands-on that they will text the candidate directly to thank them for being part of the interview process. That's really and that nice. really makes a, a huge difference. That does make a really big difference. I'm really keen to know, do, do you let the candidate know what kind of interview method it's going to be? Is it going to be behavioral or just purely sort of open-ended? Like, is there a certain, do you give them any information in, yeah, in, in regards to that kind of the method side? Hey listeners, time for you to grab a cuppa or maybe a chance to catch your breath on your morning run. Whilst you're doing that, I want to share with you what's new in 2022 for Women in Recruitment Asia. Well, we've extended our service offering to talent acquisition teams where you can now benefit from participating in keynote events, enrolling on mentoring programs, upskilling yourselves from the Weir Academy and access to a catalogue of recruitment resources. Reach out to find out more. The Career Establishment's Talent Talk Asia podcast is brought to you in partnership with Vincere, the new breed tech platform used by 15,000 recruiters worldwide. Vincere is the secret weapon for progressive recruitment firms. It provides recruiters with everything they need to scale from CRM slash ATS through to online timesheets, websites and analytics. A true all-in-one growth platform built by recruiters for recruiters. 
Learn more about Vinny's story on my exclusive interview with their founder on episode 43 of this podcast. If you're looking for a new recruitment CRM to accelerate growth, visit vincere.io slash Talent Talk Asia for an exclusive offer for all listeners of this podcast. Um, so we do for some teams, uh, we do that, especially for technical rounds. So just so that the candidates have a rough expectation of the entire flow. Right. Um, but usually uh, most of our interview methods are positioned as a two-way conversation um, where, um, you know, the, the interviewer will have a series of questions um, and questions could be anything from, you know, your um, getting to know each other to situational based yeah. questions, to historical questions, to several um, you know, problem solving questions as well. So we, and, and then after that, they will always have an opportunity to also um, ask the interviewer questions as well. How's it, has so it been if, going with sort of training line managers to do interviewing them? Because that's one area, isn't it? That it's a bit different from years mm-hmm. ago where, you know, line managers are, you know, the hiring manager is more in the power to be, you know, should I hire this person or not? But now we know that most candidates have multiple offers. So they sort of have to act as a bit of a more influencing um, powers during interview. How mm-hmm. is that? been in terms of what part do you play in that to support hiring managers sure um so we have um at group wide we have hiring managers training so you have to attend the session before you become a hiring manager or right. even an interviewer right right because your hiring managers can do a great job but if you're an interviewer who is fun- you know assessing for a functional competency um and this person is you know does not care about candidate experience then that's a broken process as well so for us we really try to capture hiring managers and interviewers um but yeah so we have trainings but i think beyond that we realized that um what was most meaningful was really um to also get hiring managers to shadow each other so before you become a hiring manager you should shadow um you know at least three to four different interviews uh conducted by a seasoned interviewer and then we also make sure we have a a loop where um you know you can debrief post the interview um, as well. And then when the hiring manager is also a newer interviewer, we also shadow the hiring manager's interviewer. So it's a two-step process. You shadow someone else and then someone shadows you and then you go. And then you're given like a set of tools as well to, to, to also work with on what to say, what not to say, perhaps maybe some questions um, and indicators and, and things like that. Oh, that's super helpful. Yeah. I think it's really, it's not only sort of practicing the tools and the techniques, but also to look at certain styles of interviewers right everyone has a different style how they approach that their own sort of unique personality yeah. so being able to kind of watch other people how that works I think it's super yeah. helpful I really like that it's really good what sort of demands more of your attention at the, at the moment um from a TA perspective or from candidate experience perspective candidate experience perspective candidate experience. Mm. well um I think for us um sorry let me just think about this a little bit more I think for us now, it's really about um, enabling our hiring managers and our interviewers. So I think that's probably uh, the main part because we are growing so rapidly, right? Like we, we used to have maybe, you know, 20 hiring managers to the business. And now we have probably closer to 200 hiring managers. And that wow. doesn't include interviewers wow. as well, right? So we do need to really step up our game in terms of scaling the way we used to train. So I think that's, so, so, so how do you prioritize that, Amy? How do you prioritize from going from where you come from to 200 hiring managers, which are obviously, you know, really keen for your time, your expertise, you know, especially if they've got, you know, huge demands on hiring, because that obviously puts them back if they don't have the right people sitting in the right seats. So 
How are you prioritizing them and still continuing to build mm. those relationships? Well, so for us, um, I mean, of course, we have a larger TA team now, so that definitely helps. <laughs> so different TAs are partners to different business. So it's very clear in terms of, of, of that. And TAs are also um, coached and briefed on how they should help onboard a hiring manager. So that's one right. of our starting points, right? The next starting point as well for us is also um, enabling leaders in the business. So leaders take a very active responsibility in coaching their one downs or their two downs, right? Um, in terms of helping them to also become, um, you know, um, good hiring managers. So there's a lot of, um, yeah, so, so, but definitely for us now, um, even as we hire new hiring managers, di different people come in and we have different processes, perhaps a different narrative for our business. So um, right now what's on my mind is really how do we um, scale this consistently across um, 10 markets and across all hiring managers. Yeah, gosh, that is a big challenge. And when it comes to sort of the diverse talent perspective and you're trying to bring diverse mm -hmm. people into the business, it, how, how, are, how are Shopback going about that? Yeah, so we are putting a lot more emphasis into this now. And one of the first things that we did was to make sure that there's no bias in the interview process. So okay. we use data to actively track conversion rates to make sure that there's no biases in the process. So that has been, um, I would say, step one of what we've been doing. Now we have also been, you know, really looking at um, opening different talent pools um, and being a lot more intentional yeah. about, you know, looking for talents, uh, you know, a diversity of talents, right? If we keep looking at one place, then yeah. that, 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 you know, in a way you're not addressing um, the talent pool itself. So we are also being deliberate about perhaps where else do we source for candidates? Right, where so open up we... your channels a little bit more than just... Yes, correct. Is, is that just yes. been just trying to look outside of LinkedIn? <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> Basically. Correct. <laughs> so we're, we're... And also looking at people from across the region. Like in Singapore, we, we hire people from all over the world, really. Yeah. Because they can be sat doing a role globally or virtually anywhere. Is that why you're, um, you could be wired mm, with your talent? Um, no. So we actually bring them to Singapore if they want to, to, to be, be here. So we do, we do bringing um, talents from over the world. Oh, wow. World. Okay. Yeah. I'm really keen to sort of, I'm really keen to understand a little bit more about how your TA team find great talent, you know, other than LinkedIn, because that's obviously kind of mm. a given. You know, what are are there certain tools or plugins or anything that you found is really really useful to be finding good talent? Sure, um, we actually use um, we rely quite heavily on our internal um, network, so that's our internal referral program. So we 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 do um, have quite a robust one here, um, and on top of that, is every now and then we run internal campaigns where we actually um, have you know active selective activations where we get. Um, we, we actually get shop backers to introduce networks um, that involved? they believe would be great for the role. So we get them to also help us to, to identify, you know, great people in the market because wow, they are okay. functional experts, right? So they would know people in the market. Yeah. They are connected. Um, so we do get them to identify and highlight them to us. And upon success, then they will get, a, you know, of course, a reward from that. But we've also got them to be a lot more proactive in helping us to introduce great networks so that was one interesting way that we have rolled out um and it gets them to to share their spreadsheet now <laughs> right <laughs> pretty much pretty much yeah because i think because i think some hiring managers do really like having relationships in the market right if they've moved if they've been around for a number of years they have relations with people they've worked with they've moved into different companies 
You know, so it's, you know, they don't always want to have to pass that part of the responsibility off fully because they like, you know, yeah. some home, I love that, love that whole um, building relationship. Yeah. So, and I think one thing I love about working with the hiring managers in Shopback is that they're so hands on and they're so involved. Like they don't see hiring as a task or they don't, you know, see talents as like, you know, like come join Andrew. us. Why should I hire you? But a lot of them are like, come join this mission, right? And they are so involved, so hands on. You know, I even have hiring managers who are actively sourcing, um, and they are just landscaping the market for us, and you know, just advising us constantly. That's and, pretty and, unique. And, yeah, actually, I think that that it? is a huge mm. channel for us actually. Yeah. So we are very blessed that way with you know the hiring managers that we have. So I've got a question for you. What happens though if a line manager gives you a candidate that they've, you know, that they've perhaps worked with before and they think they're great, but actually they're not? <laughs> you know, there might be some bias involved in terms of maybe they've come from the same, you know, education mm. or hometown and, you know, without the line mm. manager realizing there is a little bit of bias. How do you manage that, those kind of situations? True thing. So we always have a check and, you know, check and counterbalance, right? So no one should be just hiring anyone without you know going through a proper process so we, we do have rigorous interview processes set up um, at the beginning of the search and even if this candidate may be referred from the line manager directly right. they would remove themselves from the process at times and maybe add on another interview to also assess and if this person is um, good then we will go ahead um, but if it's not the right fit then we will also just deliver that feedback candidly and factually um, to that to the line manager as well as to the candidate. Right, appreciate that. Thank you for sharing that. What sort of metrics do you use on the team and how effective are they at driving those results? You know, I appreciate it's not an agency, it's TA, it's internal. You know, I'd love to hear more about the metrics, especially if someone's looking to move out of agency into TA. There's all this kind of, oh, you know, is there still KPIs or the metrics? You know, is it a sales job still? Or, you know, I sort of hear mixed messages um, from the corporates on that role. So I'd love to hear more about that. Sure thing, sure thing. Um, so we are still, I'll be very honest with you, we are still adapting as we grow and as we move along, but we do have a, a few very crucial metrics. So of course, the first one is the number of roles closed, right? So we do have an internal formula, but you do also need to be closing roles um, as an internal TA. Um, another thing we do track as well is um, time to hire. So we want to also we, we, we check two metrics, time to fill, time to hire. So we want to know how long does, you know, a candidate sit in the process. That's one. Yeah. Um, because yeah. we believe that, you know, dragging on a process for too long could also be a negative candidate experience. Absolutely. Um, and then also, of course, the next one is uh, how long does it take for us to close the role? So that's another uh, metric that we are uh, tracking as well. But I assume um, they don't another... get paid for the. I assume they don't get paid per placement. It's just the usual annual salary and then a bonus at the end of the year. Is that how it works? <laughs> yes, that's right. Okay, okay. So how do yes. you go about motivating? Is that something that comes up that you might find a really great agency recruiter that you're desperate to hire, but they're used to obviously mm. getting commissions? Is that, I know it's not part of the subject here. I'm completely throwing it in there because <laughs> I just, I just know that I, there's going to be listeners going, yeah, I kind of want to know the cost difference. <laughs> Is it a challenge trying to move someone from agency for you? Or do you feel that you, because I hear so many stories about TA really paying well now that a lot more agency recruiters <laughs> are moving over to TA? Mm. Well, um, so a fun fact is I think more than half of our TA team is actually, um, you know, a past agency recruiters. Yeah, who, they are, aren't they? Yeah. Who, who, yeah, who, who want to build a career um, in-house. Um, and I think um, 
it's definitely challenging to attract because as you all know, if you're a superstar recruit out there, the commissions are pretty done amazing, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think there are a couple of things. So I think one of it is um, what you want out of this, right? And what's the intent of moving in-house? Yeah. Um, because it, it's a complete, in a way, it's a very similar role, but it's also very different, right? Um, so a lot of um, the TA, our TAs, they, um, they decide to join um, shop back uh, largely on two fronts right so one of it is um, they love the business they love the culture they love the people they love how the business views talents right um, so over here like hiring managers are so appreciative of the work TA, TAs do because they believe that if you if you can't hire the business can't grow so we are essentially the key initial yeah. enabler for yeah, it's a partnership yeah, I can so hear I that in how you talk. Them. Yeah, I can hear. I can yeah. just hear that in how you talk. How passionate you are about that, and I think that is kind of a winning combination, isn't it? To feel that the, the both parties are in it together than against each other. Mm. Yes, yes. So I think um, we do offer that um, that kind of partnership that TAs um, really love and they really enjoy. And I think a lot of them is also on their personal growth. They've seen a lot of times a common. Um, get that they feel um is that they, they want to see what happens after the candidate joins yeah. you know they want to understand yeah. a bit more about how do we think about offering someone right how do we think about compensation parities yeah. how do we think about policies how do we think about branding so a lot yeah. of them on the functional side they want to learn that continuity um as well but on top of that i think um we you know, a lot of TAs have concerns that, okay, if I move into an in-house role, it's going to be very slow, very boring, but I guess not here. Um, <laughs> um, over here, um, it is, we, we adopt a lot of the, the key learnings from, um, from our agency days and we, um, we, a lot of us maintain and we try our best to maintain um, being powerful networkers. So we landscape the market, we engage with candidates and then we we take it forward from there. So it's less of a passive approach to the way we are Yeah, hired. I love so, that. I think, and thank you for sharing that. I think that's super, super useful. I think it's really good for people that uh, listen and looking at I that. I guess sort on of top of that, we don't have commissions, but we have an employee share option scheme. How do you? <laughs> we do. Um, so, um, I mean, we, we, we do give that uh, to all to all our full-time employees and um it is um you know as the business grows we also do want our employees to to grow together with the business so there's also that you know that deeper connection um uh, to the way we work and 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 you know that 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 want for the business to succeed as well and have you found that's a that's been a major um differentiator when you're hiring people um i would say that it that um i would say for for not for everyone but um, there, there are groups of people who have seen how this can be truly beneficial over time, yeah. and they do appreciate that as a, you know, as a part of their package as well. Hmm, interesting. Right, I want to move on to kind of the future of TA. How do you see TA evolving over time? What are some of the trends that you think that you know you need to kind of keep on top of so you don't get left behind? <sighs> so many. I know. <laughs> um, well. I would say that, you know, maybe just even 10 years ago, right? Like um, perhaps the, the recruitment world was very different. You put out a job ad, you know, and people people apply in and then you're like, okay, why should I hire you, right? But today is so much more dynamic than that. Um, and people move around uh, really quickly. And, you know, for us, it's really, and, and, and there's a lot of times you're even hiring for roles that didn't exist maybe five to 10 years ago. Yeah. And you're just sort of yeah, winging it as yeah. you move along. So I think 
in the future of TA, there are going to be a few things that's going to be very crucial. So one is how do we actually, you know, continuously identify talents uh, that when, when it's not obvious, right? So for example, how do we find someone who has maybe, you know, not been in a similar role before, but can do the job? And how do we actually assess that? How right. do we identify Right, that? identifying certain right. capabilities or competencies. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So yeah. I think that will change with, you know, so many new roles up and coming um, and with, you know, the way businesses are evolving. Um, this skill and this um, structure of how we do it um, is going to be a lot more important over time. That's really interesting. Yeah. I suppose it's also then having them having for TA, especially having really close relationships with the business so that they hear the trends, they hear the changes, they know, you know, that it's yeah. easier for them to be a bit wider with where do they take talent and put them into roles that may not, as you said, may not be so obvious. What are some of the non-negotiables for you in hiring a TA team and why? Well, for me, um, I think the first thing is I'm looking for someone who's who, who, who's really passionate about the role, passionate about the business. That's a non-negotiable. Like if you are coming and telling me I hate TA, then that's not going <laughs> to float. Our roles are so challenging, right? We are we're constantly, you know, in between working with candidates, stakeholders, uh, targets, right? And then there's, there's so many different things that you cannot control throughout the process. It's not an easy role. Um, but, you know, having that intentional passion yeah. um, in the business and the role is, is so, so important. Right. So yeah. if there's any so TAs listening out there that you're happy to talk to, if they're <laughs> passionate, versatile, and want to join a winning team, I love it. Um, yep. I'm going to move on to the quick fire rounds. Um, what one piece of advice would you give a candidate interviewing at Shopback? Wow. Could a, it could be a TA um, interviewing. It could be someone within the business interviewing. <laughs> we don't mind. Sure thing. Well, um, if I could give one advice is um, to do as much due diligence as you can about the business. Um, gather information. Ask your TA, like, you know, how can you prepare for the interview um, and, and come as prepared with as much context as possible because a lot of times our interviews are not set up in like, here are the five questions that you will be asked, <laughs> but rather yeah. a lot of times it's an open conversation. So the yeah. more context you have, the more that's going to equip you. Great feedback. I love that. Hey, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Um, My pleasure. It went quicker than we thought, you see. It doesn't, you know, <laughs> when you're having fun, it just goes quick. Um, I am. <laughs> I would like to, if you'd like to get in contact with Amy at Shopback, then please check out the show notes on this episode where her contact details will be found or if anyone else mentioned on the show. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please don't be stingy. Share it with as many people as you can and rate and review it on Spotify or iTunes. Now, if you're a recruitment leader or a talent acquisition manager and looking to join a group that embraces diversity and inclusion, please reach out to join Women in Recruitment Asia um, and the guys can, can join too. It's packed full of events, recruitment resources, mentoring programs, and it has its own learning recruitment academy. Um, which has all detail, which has lots of things on life sourcing, on sourcing or interviewing um, and influencing. So check out the show notes for more details. So stay safe out there and be kind to each other. Hope you enjoyed the show. You have been listening to Talent Talk Asia podcast by The Career Establishment. To learn more about The Career Establishment, our people and our latest thinking, visit us at www.thecareerestablishment.com or find us on LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook.